Right, well, welcome to our uh, service this morning, uh, whether you're here or online or on the YouTube link, however it might be, and watching it later. This morning's service is going to be led by uh, Kate Gartside, and it's also our covenant service today. A couple of notices. First of all, uh, there will be a church meeting at 8 o'clock on Thursday. Is it 7.30? 7.30 uh, on Thursday, the 21st of January. So that's sort of 10 days' time or so. We'll be using the same Zoom access as we've got now. Uh, so anybody who can attend, uh, please do so. The second thing is today, uh, being a commu- the covenant service, it'll also be a communion service. So if you uh, haven't already got it, can you please uh, get hold of any uh, bread or wine or whatever equivalents that you are using? As normal, everybody's going to be muted today, apart from those who are taking part at the time. Uh, and except at the end when we'll say the grace together as all unmuted. Finally, there will again be a breakout room at the end for those who would like to uh, have prayer. So now I'll just hand over to Kate. Thank you, Colin. As the crowds gathered in the wilderness to hear the message of John the Baptist, let us gather today with a sense of excitement in awe and in humility, as we listen to scripture, as we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit, and as we pray for our world in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us be silent in the presence of God, who is beyond us, within us and around us. God, in you we live and move and have our being. You are the life within us. Your spirit inspires and guides us. You are as close to us as our breathing. Breathe in us now. Lord, we acknowledge that we don't always keep the covenant or even behave in a Christian way. Therefore, we bring our failings before you. We find it hard to admit that we need to change our ways and don't want to admit that we've made bad decisions. But Lord, you bring us to our knees as we admit our need to face up to the mistakes made, the unkind things said and done. We've fallen short of your standards and want to change. Lord, baptise our hearts and minds again so that we can make a fresh start. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, even as we ask forgiveness, we know we are forgiven. Like John, may we help to prepare the way for others to discover the grace and truth that inspires and equips us to live as your people. During the coming year, help us to develop values of sharing, cooperation and working together to the best of our abilities. Amen. 
And so we come to our first song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. And uh, as we come to this song, if we were in church, we'd all be standing up and we'd be dancing and we'd have our arms in the air. So feel free. It's exercise time. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. answer goes to Rachel well done Rachel you were moving well there uh, uh, and Laurie was at it with her arms so second prize to Laurie um, now we have our prayers for the community and Stuart will bring those so let's pray together Lord God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time to remember the covenant that we've made and that you've made with us. 
We thank you. You're a faithful God. And we can come with our prayers, knowing that not only do you hear our prayers, but you will give us an answer. You will maybe show us an answer or even we may be the answer to those prayers ourselves. So as we come for prayer, as we offer our prayers, help us to be open to that answer. And that we may be the answer and Lord, give us the gifts we need. To serve you and be an answer to those prayers. And so first, Lord, we pray for our world. And as we look out, there are things that trouble us, but also things that uh, we're thankful for. We bring you, Lord, obviously, you know, the spread of COVID across our country and across the world. We pray especially for those who are suffering at this time, uh, Lord, who are worried about their family members and those who work tirelessly in our hospitals. Uh, We pray for them, Lord. We ask, Lord, for strength, for hope uh, and for encouragement for them, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that there's been a rollout of the vaccine. And we ask, Lord, that that will just make the whole thing change. And that soon we will maybe be able to meet together in person. But more than that, Lord, that we will just see delight in the faces of our friends and our families and of everybody across the world. But we pray especially for those countries that are at the poorest. We want to see that they get the vaccine as much as the richest countries. So we pray for justice in this situation. Lord, we also pray for those who've been involved in the plane crash in Indonesia yesterday. Lord, we pray for those families and ask that you comfort them in their loss. We pray for the leaders of our world. We thank you for those who make good decisions. We pray for those who who choose the wrong way to go. We pray especially at this time for uh, for Biden and uh, and ask for him and his administration that you will give him wisdom as he takes on the role of, uh, of the next president of the United States. Lord, may he seek goodness, may he seek justice, may he seek peace in the world. And Lord, <clears throat> we come a bit closer to home. We pray for our schools. So many of us have a connection with the schools, either as teachers or teaching assistants, or we work with schools, or we have children or grandchildren in our schools. They're so much a part of our community and so important in the lives of our communities. So we ask, Lord, at this time where they're working so hard to make things work and things changing all the time, we pray, Lord, that you be with them, that you grant the teachers and the head teachers and those who make the decisions, the governors, uh, wisdom to know the right decisions to make. We pray for safety in our schools. We pray that there'll be great places of learning still. And we pray for those learning online, that they will still gather what they need. And Lord, we pray for protection over our schools today. And Lord, we just thank you that there's been good news uh, that Jamie, our, our local head, his, his football team, 
uh, one yesterday. So we just praise you that that's been a good thing for the school. So we thank you for that too. And Lord, we come a bit closer to home now as we pray for each other. And in a moment of quiet, we just bring those who we know at this time who need your healing, your love, your peace in their hearts. Thank you, Father, that you have heard our prayers and you know the prayers of our hearts and our minds, too. So we offer those to you, too, in the only way we can, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. uh, It's now time for our birthday. So do we have anybody who has a birthday in the coming week? I can see Ben there. Let's have a look. Is that Martin? Go off mute, Martin. Is that you? Isaac is five on Saturday. Sorry, say again. Isaac is five on Saturday. Yeah, you're a bit distorted there. I didn't quite catch what you, your name. Isaac is five. Isaac. All ah, right. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Just have a look at another screen. Yes, I've got Ben. Uh, Can't see anybody else. Okay, so we'll see if we can get this right. I got it wrong last time because I pitched it too high. So let's see what happens. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ben and Isaac. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Colin. I was looking forward to that. I, I felt sure there'd be somebody there that meant you needed to sing. Just before we have our readings, I, I'd just like to say something about, about them before. So I hope you've been able to enjoy some part of this Christmas season. And Epiphany was last Wednesday. Many countries will have celebrated on that day and traditions vary. uh, But most of the traditions include food and primarily cake. In Spain, if you go to the bakers and they've been encountering really bad weather, but if you go to the bakers, you can buy a special pastry called, and I might pronounce these wrong, a roscon. It's a ring-shaped roll, and there's a baby Jesus in it, and it's got lots of crystallised fruit on top. Very sweet. Um, in France, you might get a galet de roi, which is a sort of almond cake, and that has a toy crown cooked inside it. And there's lots of other variations throughout the world. But whilst it was Epiphany on Saturday, the season of Epiphany lasts six weeks, or at least until Ash Wednesday, sometimes Easter's very early. And Epiphany means revelation or appearance of the manifestation of God in Christ. Um, It's all around the visit of the Magi, and it's usually followed fairly quickly with the baptism of Jesus. 
Um, it's described in the Cambridge Dictionary as a moment when you suddenly feel you understand or suddenly become conscious of something that's very important to you. Now, the baptism of, baptism of Jesus, which is what our readings are about today, is hugely important. And uh, I've got to say here, joy to the world, the Lord is come. And I did think about having that as my as the first song of the service, because this really is joy to the world. You know, we had Jesus as a baby and now we've got Jesus 30 years later coming to the point of baptism, taking those steps to come to us. John realised that, but do we consider the baptism of Jesus that important? Certainly within the Eastern churches, those two um, events, the, the epiphany and the baptism of Jesus, are of immense importance. So let's listen to our readings from Mark and then from Acts. They're going to be brought by David and Rona, David Thurston and Rona. Mark, chapter 1. Verses 1 to 11. John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the River Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The baptism and testing of Jesus. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With, With you, I am well pleased. Amen. The next reading is from Acts 19, verses 1 through to 7, and it's about Paul in Ephesus. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and he arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, 
No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Amen. Lord, may I speak the words you want spoken, and may we hear the words you want heard. Amen. Here we have a matter-of-fact description of an event which isn't matter-of-fact at all, far from it. Our Lord comes. The scene's well known to us, but covered so quickly it's easy to glide over and move into the time of testing for Jesus and forward into the period we know as Lent. But today we pause as the lectionary invites us to do, and we revisit this baptism account. In the two short weeks of the church's calendar, we travel through 30 virtually unseen years of Jesus' life, from the manger in Bethlehem to the River Jordan in Galilee. And here, John the Baptist now makes his appearance, initiating the public ministry of Christ. I want you to put yourself by that river. And if you've never been to the River Jordan, then any river. Just picture the river. See John the Baptist in the water. A prophet busy preparing people for a new way of being. He was going through the ritual of cleansing them and speaking of the one to come, one more powerful than he, one who will bring justice, will not, will not cry, will not lift up his voice, be faint or be crushed. And the words he's speaking must be, certainly to those listening, so inviting, so full of hope. Prepare yourself for the one to come. Prepare yourself for one greater than I. Remember the teachings you've heard. Remember prophets have spoken of him before. He's going to come. He's going to change this world. He's going to change our world. These words, so inviting, so so compelling, that one by one the people came. They were submerged in the water. Baptised by John. And then Jesus comes. Now, in this passage concerning John, there's no argument from John. You have to look into Matthew for the argument. You just see that Jesus is baptised or you read that Jesus is baptised. And then Jesus sees the heavens torn apart this is a very personal account it doesn't say that other people saw the heavens torn apart but here in this account by mark jesus 
sees the heavens torn apart and hears, This is my son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. This is the point of Jesus accepting his mission. And the reading we heard, if we'd have gone on just one verse further, it would have been followed by, the spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. Jesus accepting his mission and immediately he's put to the test. Now, this is awesome stuff. It's life changing stuff. It's the stuff that you make these action movies from. And when I was writing the service for today, I remembered uh, two friends of ours, both Baptist ministers with the baptistry in the church. They served uh, at that time and still serve. Well, one Sunday they had a baptism and Alan went in the pool with the person to be baptised. You'll be aware of this from baptisms at Thomas Risley. The water was a good temperature. And then Alan spoke the words, don't move. He was instructing the man with him, stay where you are. He followed it up with, Janice, turn the electricity off. There was an electrical fault. Alan could sense the current in the water and he knew the consequences of moving, of getting out. What's amazing is not only did that person trust wholly in what Alan said, but days later, that same person was baptised in that same pool. Being baptised was so important to that man that he had to take the step. He had to make the commitment. He had to display that trust. Now, many of us have been baptised. We've uh, made, some of us were baptised as infants and were later confirmed. For some, the promises were made in membership. For some of us, in ordinations and inductions. I'm going to use the term baptism to include it all. Alan realised that there was a danger in going ahead with that baptism. Well, the first attempt anyway. But I'd argue that there's always a danger when we make promises, whether it's to God or other people, because we stand to fail. It's a commitment that's going to test us. I'd also say that sometimes we don't seem to accept the danger that comes with our baptism promises or other promises. Instead, we think of being safely accepted within a faith community. But I ask you, do you realise that you're in danger of having God's electrical current surging through you? That the power of the Holy Spirit may just come and fill you and power you through life. You know, get that image in your head. Do you realize the risk you take in saying to God, bring it on? The fact that Jesus is baptized means is to live the life that we are called to live. He accepted his mission from God on this earth, even to the point of death. 
as I've said to you, this point is so important in the Eastern Church. The baptism of Jesus is that moment of revelation. This is God incarnate. This is that moment of human and divine. God saying to Jesus, to anyone who will hear, this is my beloved son. And when we make our promises, be it baptism, confirmation, membership, we're saying, Lord, let your spirit come into us, guide us, lead us according to your will. Not my will, but your will be done. Think of the verses from Acts. And those those in the house group I go to know I'm quite fond of the message. If you remember the reading that Rona brought, you know, Paul was asking those people in Ephesus, had they been baptized? Had they had the Holy Spirit? And they said they'd been baptized by John. In the message, it says that explains it, says Paul. John preached a baptism of radical life changing so that people would be ready to receive the one coming after him who turned out to be Jesus. If you've been baptised in John's baptism, you're ready now for the real thing, for Jesus. Bring it on. The fact that Jesus uh, is baptised means he's, he's making that statement, you know, he's saying, your will be done. This is the real deal. No safety net. When we make our covenant promise later, that's what we're saying. I'm no longer my my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Bring it on. Put me not to what I will, but to what you will. There's no exclusions here. This is what you agree to. All those terms and conditions, and like many other searches when we're doing purchasing, half the time we don't know what the terms and conditions are. But we're giving them a tick in the box. You are mine. I am yours. Are you ready for the real thing? Are you ready for this level of commitment, for the Holy Spirit to come? Because believe me, we'll be tested. I received a a very beautiful book. And some of you may have come across it. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. And it's about the four of them taking a journey. And there's a point. uh, Well, there's words of wisdom throughout it all. And there's a point on the journey where these words are said. Is your glass half empty or half full, said the mole. Asked the mole. I think I'm grateful to have a glass, said the boy. You know, we worry about our abilities. We get fearful about being judged. We put all sorts of excuses in the way. We forget. We have someone to hold us far stronger, far better than a glass holds liquid. 
we have Jesus in our corner. We simply have to trust that he's holding us. On this day, when we remember the baptism of Jesus, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Jesus is a gift to be thankful for, a source of power for every day, a source of courage when we face the insurmountable. And it's the place from which we find purpose and meaning in our life. The Holy Spirit within us, God empowering us, leading us on. A gift to me throughout my life and especially throughout my ministry is that my Irish family, um, Colm and Sheila, Colm's now passed. Um, But I still think of Colm calling on the Holy Spirit each day to strengthen and support and heal those that they name. Sheila's carried that on. It's extremely humbling to know that every week Sheila has me on a list and prays for me. Prays for, as they phrase it, the Holy Spirit raised to fall on me. Sheila and Colm and Sheila before were saying these people matter to us and placing them in your care. When we take our steps of faith, we become children of God and we matter. And it really mattered that I had someone placing me in God's hands. Before I was asked to take this service, I had a strong call from God. Now, some of you may know that I think of God as a parrot on my shoulder that just won't shut up no matter how much I try to tape up that beak. And this, in this instance, the words that kept coming to me were, ask the people to pray. But I know we're a praying community. We have prayer groups, we have prayer chains. So I had to rest in the Spirit's words and wait to see what came. And this is what I believe God is asking me to say to you. God wants me to say, pray for the people of Thomas Risley and maybe other folk and other situations that matter. But to name them. So the only way I could interpret it in my head is make a list. I like making lists. So make a list. Think of the folk, folk that are on this screen today. Folk that come to Thomas Risley that are missing. Maybe you're prompted to mention and think of people who lead groups within Thomas Risley. You might find yourself making more than one list. And I know it's a big ask, but I believe that God wants me to ask you to do this. This is a list that you'll need to add to during the year as other names come to you. Maybe other situations come to you. You might want to add the names of friends and family. And the request gets bigger. 
because I believe we're called to pray for them. So I don't want you to make the list and just put it in a drawer. I want you to put the list somewhere that's visible to you. It might might be on the inside of a wardrobe door. It might be on the door of the loo or a folder in the toilet. Maybe that's your moment of quietness. It could be in a kitchen cupboard or perhaps close by where you switch the kettle on. And every day I want you to look at that list and you might choose to look at it more than once and mention the names, maybe a couple from the list working through it. Maybe the name of somebody just stands out for you that day. And this needn't be a long prayer. As I heard the Lord just say and pray, it was just put people in my care, just name them and say, Lord, I put X in your care and I pray your Holy Spirit on them. And I want you to do it every day throughout this year, right through to our next covenant service. And this is a commitment that's daunting. It's a commitment that's going to test you. But think of the journey Jesus took for us. You are a precious gift from God. You are a way God can bless others. You Every one of you are a channel for the Holy Spirit, one of God's messengers. You're all of that, whether you like it or not. We're called to live the life we were meant to live when we were first created. All you have to do is make your covenant with God, accept your mission and take that risk. And may the Holy Spirit surge through you. Amen. We now are coming to the point of uh, making our covenant. And so I'm going to ask Colin to put the words upon the screen and you'll hear me and you'll hear hear Dave as well saying those words um, because I'm unmuted. And you Just say them in your own rooms. Please join with me. Lord God, Holy Father, since you have called us through Christ to share in this gracious covenant, we pledge our obedience to you. And for the love of you, we engage ourselves in the task of making you known to our neighbours and serving them in your name. We do this by offering our lives as we join in saying this prayer. I am no longer my own but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you, or brought low for you. Let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. 
And now, gracious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Father, we dedicate ourselves to serve you faithfully, to follow Christ and to face the future with him, seeking his special purpose for our lives. Send us out now to work and to witness freely, gratefully and hopefully in the power of the Holy Spirit and for the the honour and glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now we're going to sing the song, I Will Offer Up My Life. Walk 
celebrate this joyful feast. People will come from east and west, north and south to sit at the table in the kingdom of God. And so we have some responses. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right right to to give give our thanks thanks and praise. We offer you our thanks, creator, saviour, giver of life. From the beginning, you have made yourself known. The heavens proclaim your glory and the earth sings your praise. In wisdom, you have made all that is. And you bless us with earth's fruitfulness. Mm. You are merciful, gracious and abounding in love. Yet from our first days, we have disobeyed your will. Long ago, you called yourself a people to shine as a light, to guide all nations to your presence. You led them to freedom. You revealed to them your law and taught them through your prophets. Finally, you sent your promised son, Jesus Christ, who shared our human nature and understood our weaknesses. Born of Mary, he showed forth your love by word and sign. Therefore, with all your people in heaven and on earth, we say the triumphant hymn of your glory. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. He sought the unloved and the lost and welcomed all who came to him. He taught us lessons of forgiveness. He brought us healing for our sickness and showed us how to live according to your will. For this he was rejected 
For this he endured grief and sorrow. For this he gave himself up to death upon the cross. But you broke the power of sin and death and raised him to the heights, that through the blood of his cross and by his by the gift of his Holy Spirit, everything in earth and on heaven may be reconciled to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, we, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. Christ, Christ will come, come again. again. Send your Holy Spirit, Spirit upon us, we pray that as we share in the bread and wine, we may know Christ's presence with us and be his faithful followers, showing your love for the world. And as Christ taught his disciples to pray, the Nixon family will lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Oh, sorry, the Gemmell family. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The bread which we break is a communion of the body of Christ. The cup is the new covenant in the blood of Christ, shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Drink, drink of it, all of you, in remembrance of him. Take and eat, for these are the gifts of God given for you, the people of God. Amen. God of a love stronger than death, you have given us new birth into a living hope through the gift of your son, God with us. Like a mother, you have fed us with yourself and strengthened us for the journey ahead. God of truth and power, you take our weakness and our sin and refashion us by your grace. Gracious God, may the love which bids us welcome at this table gather all your children into one 
in your eternal presence, whole and free at last. Amen. And may we know the presence of the covenant God. May God's wisdom and discern God's guidance. May God keep us faithful through all things and sustain us as we journey together. And now we sing, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, and then Colin will lead us in the grace. Kate for uh, leading that service for us. Shall we now just close with the grace? If you'd like to all unmute yourselves. Go on gallery view as well. Go on gallery view. Okay. You ready? May the grace Fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us all. Amen.